Welcome back, Gemsters. Hope you had an amazing day thus far. Today, I'm going to be interviewing Kamal X, and we're going to be talking about finding your voice and discovering your freedom. Now, what does that mean? You definitely have to listen to the conversation to dive in with us. But before we dive into the meat and potatoes of the conversation, I want to introduce Kamal X and tell you a little bit more about his background. So Kamal X is a self-taught documentary photographer currently based in Brooklyn, New York. Photography found Kamal in 2015. After deciding to quit everything to travel the world in honor of his best friend who passed away due to colon cancer. A hard truth that serves as a major influence in his creative style, which is rooted in telling stories that showcase the hidden truths of humanity that are often misunderstood or overlooked. Kamal's covering of the 2020 Black Lives Matter protests of Oakland, California, and Washington, D.C. granted him the opportunity to be featured in the New York Times. In 2021, Kamal was featured in Apple's hometown campaign, which highlighted Black photographers across America. Most recently, Kamal's second photography book, Black Astronaut, which highlights a nationwide revolution ignited by the pandemic and the passing of George Floyd will be released October 24, 2023. So without further ado, let's welcome the man behind it all, Kamal X. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. So happy to be here. Um, happy. I, I love your show. I love what you bring to the conversation. And I'm really just excited to like explore and just vibe out and just see where we go with this, man. Because it's, as you said, the book is coming out and it's something I'm really excited about inspired by and i'm just excited overall yeah yeah and thank you so much for just sharing and holding space with me and i want to give you the opportunity to connect with the audience in a fun and personal manner so would you rather a rapid 10 question game rapid fire or an icebreaker huh i like rapid um but icebreaker it's funny i like both of them i wish i could do both um Let's do uh rapid fire. Let's do rapid fire. Okay, here we go. We're Wait, what do people what do people mainly pick though? What do people mainly pick? Is it icebreaker or is it the rapid fire? So a lot pick the rapid fire because they just never know what the questions are gonna be. All right, let's go ice. Let's go ice. Let's go ice. Okay, we're breaking <laughs> the ice, y'all. Come on. <laughs> I want you to share one of the most scenic places that you have visited so far when you've traveled the world? Hmm. I would say, honestly, so this is going to blow people's minds. So I've been to over 50 countries at this point, and I would honestly say Arizona. <laughs> Arizona, <laughs> Sedona, Ari Sedona, Arizona is one of my favorite places in the world. Like when I walk around Sedona, Arizona in particularly, it feels like if I had to like guess what heaven might be like for me anyway, it would look like that. Like those red rocks and that this clarity and the calmness of the environment. And like, I don't know, like when I go to Arizona, I'm in heaven. So I always tell people like one of my favorite places is Arizona. So I would love to say something more exotic, but um, that's honestly my truth. 
<laughs> so yeah, that definitely blew me only because I'm Caribbean background by nature. So like to me, it's like the Caribbean, clear water, like all of that, mm. the tropical environment and vibes. But I'll I definitely have to check out Sedona, Arizona. I've never That's been the there. Thing. See, I'm more of a, I'm not a, I'm one of those beach people that like, just likes to look at the water. I don't like the sand and all that stuff. So, so like when it gets to beach, I like that stuff. Don't get it twisted. I'll go on vacations and do it too. But like something about dry dryness is like, like rocks and heat. That's like my beach. I think that's what, you know, why I gravitate towards Arizona so much. Yeah. Okay, cool. So y'all learn something a little bit more about Kamal. Now we're going to dive into finding your voice and discover your freedom. And I think this is personal to everyone for those of you listening in, because your voice is not going to be Kamal's voice. Kamal's voice is not going to be my voice and vice versa. So whenever you think about finding your voice, would you say that that's one thing that led you to writing Black Astronaut? Um, I would definitely say it's a process that's that's led me to that for sure. But it it before way before I got to Black Astronaut, there was a lot of moments and pivotal moments in my life where I had to make decisions on who I wanted to be, who I was, and choosing to stay true to that. And I'm so thankful that, you know, I'm 37 now. I think that journey started for me around maybe 27, no, 26. 26, 25 is like when I really started to take it seriously in terms of realizing that I was living in a bubble that wasn't mine. I was living in, you know, other people's suggestions and other people that I looked up to said, this is the way you should do it. And I kept, you know, getting small successes in those spaces, but they never felt like home, you know? So I kind of like pushed myself and, you know, I was no, I just honest with myself and said, this doesn't feel right. I want to go a different direction. And everyone looked at me like I was crazy. Like I told you earlier, like 50 countries, that was not an easy 50. That wasn't like mom and family, like, yeah, go ahead, come on, do it. It was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? And it's like, I didn't even know why, but I knew something was in me that was trying to be discovered. I knew something was pushing me beyond, you know, trying to say oh I just I did this for like clout or bragging rights it felt like I was on my internal journey and it's amazing I'm thankful for it because without that I would have never picked up the camera the way I did and I found photography as I was traveling so as I was finding myself photography kind of came at the same around the same time so I'm like there's an interconnectedness between my own journey and me picking up a camera and expressing myself so yeah. that's kind of yeah a lot of it so getting to black astronaut, yeah, it's like my voice, but there there was a process to get to that point for sure. So let's start with the beginning because sometimes people always start with the end in mind and they never take the time to reverse engineer it back or really go beyond the surface uh, layer. So when did you truly as Kamal find your voice? At what age were you? I want to say... 20 28 I want to say because at 26 I moved to Atlanta um I dropped I, at that point I was before that I was a real estate agent I still work in real estate but I'm more into management at this point um but at that point I was a real estate agent I was doing really well like I sold like over a million in real estate in my first year like I was on the, the track to become a broker and all other stuff and 
it didn't, like I said earlier, it didn't fit. And I left and I wanted to do something that would help people. I was like, I want to help people in a different way. I feel like my gifts aren't being, you know, expanded the way I, I feel like they should as I sell property. It just didn't feel right to me personally. And when I went out there, you know, I went, I moved to Atlanta with, you know, I saved up some money and just was like, all right, I'm going to try to change the world. I didn't know how I would do it, but I was like, I'm going to figure something out. Mm -hmm. And I, I met a, a wonderful woman named Ona Brown, who was a life coach. And she actually ended up being my life coach. And we met randomly in the building I was living. And then when I tell you that shifted everything, like having, like, it was like a wake up call, like finally, like, and that was like a six months process. And then after that, I actually decided I wanted to be a life coach. So this is like a year of, of me being coached, then becoming a coach. And I say that year really was for me though. Like I know I, I'm a life coach, but like I wasn't really focused on helping other people. It was like, it was healing me, you know? Mm -hmm. So I want to say like at the end of that process, like I truly was like, I got like my, my fresh slate so to speak like it was like I'm I'm okay I've built my confidence I've gotten rid of not rid of but I re how do you say this I shifted my perspective on my past and found mm -hmm. healing and I believe that in a lot of ways opens me up opened up my eyes you know to the world around me because if you sometimes when you have unfortunate things that have happened to you in your past you know that can be your lens to how you see everything and it was for a very very long time and I didn't have the tools to learn how to see past that, how to grow past that, how to heal from that and use it more as a benefit more than a something pulling me down, you know? Mm, I like the fact that you said it shifted you. So it shifted you and it gave you a new perspective and vantage point and purpose. And it also sounds like the clarity and the drive behind you connecting with this life coach and you becoming a life coach coach help you discover your freedom whether that was internally that you um you went through that internally but then also externally to help other people once you went through the internal healing process and you gain wisdom you gain perspective and etc so if someone's listening in and they're like okay well, I kind of know who I am. That's the first part. But now how do I really discover the freedom that lies within me and outside of me? Because sometimes we could be free, you know, externally, but internally, mm. we may be shackled with bondage, which could be limiting thoughts, beliefs, and etc. That keeps us to the point where we're stagnant in some aspects of our life and not fully free. Yeah. Definitely. I totally agree. And one of the things, because freedom is a big part of who I am. That is who I am, really. And one thing I will share also with traveling when I was doing that, that was five years. I did a book on that one called A Quest, a Quest Supreme, which is my first photography book. And that was such a, gr a learning, great experience. I learned photography. I found myself at a deeper level. Um, but one thing I will say though, that was very interesting was, you know, especially coming from North New Jersey, no one around my family was traveling the world. No, one, I didn't know what backpacking was before I started doing it. This was not something I got ushered into. This is me going against all grains of what I'm, where I'm from and who I know. Um, and I thought from the outside looking in, you look at things on TV, on Instagram, Instagram wasn't really popping when it started, but like 
you know, the idea of what you see of a traveler, you think this freedom person, you think this like, oh, you're just uninhibited spiritual journey, all that stuff. And to my surprise, a lot of the people I would meet were not any freer than the people from back home that never traveled. It, it mm -hmm. seemed as if it was more of the idea of freedom that people were, were running towards instead of actually finding their true freedom. So on the outside, it looks free because, yeah, you're traveling around, you got these mm -hmm. clothes on that make you look like you're out there out like person but when you sit down and talk you find out no they're just paying money to pay, to do something but they're not having the experience this isn't necessarily who they are this is more like another smokescreen of who they mm -hmm. are and i think all of us have those experiences just in different ways you know and i think that's the one of the biggest lessons i learned like never pay attention to what someone is promoting about themselves don't assume anything anyway like even for yourself, don't assume that because you're yeah. this person, you need to be this kind of way. Like give yourself grace and time and like ask yourself, like, what do I really want? Like, what is my spirit really telling me? And trust that, not what society in the world may think about you, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Something just got in my throat for a second. Oh, okay. Something's trying to clog up me from speaking. <laughs> but I definitely like the fact that you said people weren't as free there and that kind of choked me up because when I hear somebody say oh you know I've traveled I'm like okay cool we're Galveston <clears throat> oh my gosh sorry y'all no, <laughs> real lifetime stuff I'm like that's not really traveling like going up the road that's right, not exploring. Right. So I'm like, what what has you to the point where you don't feel like you can have the same abilities yeah. and luxuries as somebody else? Is it because of what people call you and you not knowing who you are? Is it because of maybe gener generational lineage curses or whatever? Mm. Because there's sometimes different vices that will make us feel as if we are not worthy to achieve certain things. And the minute you start feeling that way and having IS, imposter syndrome, is the minute that you start to lock yourself down and up and you don't really tap into the freedom. And freedom mm -hmm. is more than just the word. Freedom is you knowing who you are in all forms and facets and mm -hmm. not being conditioned or confined to what the world system wants you to be. It's being free with your thoughts, free with your speech, free with your body, your mind, your spirit, and your emotions, and encompassing all of that is what I think about when it's freedom. And finding your voice is walking in assurance, walking in clarity, mm. walking in drive, purpose, and passion, and you speaking authentically and unapologetically you to get your voice and message out to the world because you're the only one that could deliver certain things. Yep. Hundred percent. You they, you killed that. That that's that's it. That, that's, I'm happy you cleared your throat because that was that was amazing. <laughs> no, no, but I I totally I totally agree. I totally one hundred percent agree. It's a big part of my message and what I live for. You know, like that's that's been the greatest gift of things that I've been taught that have helped shift my life the most. That's kind of like the core of it. So like you know, and we all have our own journey in that, which is beautiful too. I think that's amazing. Like you can't copy and paste it. It's like, you got to like have that bravery and courage, like walk in your truth and figure it out, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And I would also add on to that too, is like, whenever you're on this quest of like changing who you are and getting some more clarity in your life, you have to tune out the noise, meaning like your Mm. family members and your friends and the people that are not vibing with you because they're not seeing your vision the way that you're seeing it. And that's okay. It's no um, disrespect to them. It's just that you're on a different level than you are. And I'm not saying that you're better than them. It's just saying that you are elevating to something higher that is going to help you fulfill your purpose. And it's not going to be for you to check the box. It's going to be for you to Mm -hmm. be in this world, but not of this world in order for you to be a mover and shaker. Mm, Definitely. 100%. 100%. So when you think about... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say. So when you think about the purpose, and you when you set out to like do this incredible thing after losing um your best friend from colon cancer, I love, I love that. But what what is one of the things that you've learned whenever you set out on this quest? Did you learn to influence more people to go out and you know get get tested and really? learn more about what's going on with them internally health wise because sometimes I feel in the African American community or communities of minorities sometimes we don't like to go to the doctor because they feel like oh man if I go to the doctor for one thing they're going to tell me a whole bunch of other things that's wrong with me Mm -hmm. yeah I and to be very honest with you um it it, ah, man losing your best friend to something like that at, at, at that such a young age was very um a lot to deal with in the many different facets and as it relates to the health aspect of it i remember like when he told us he was like stage three we didn't even know what that meant you know at that age we didn't have the information we don't we didn't have friends that had cancer this is like a like what what is stage three you know like we didn't even know so a lot of and for a lot of us we just assumed and hope well we just wanted to be positive. Like, no, you're going to be all right. You're going to be okay. Like, you know, and not necessarily understanding the severity of it because it's just so unlikely to lose someone that young to, you know, to cancer. It just wasn't a part of our understanding at that point. So when unfortunately he passed away, it was a beyond the pain and dealing with the grief of losing a friend, learning how to move forward was also a process for myself and how I viewed health and life and, you know, who I, you know, just doing the best I can, but also allowing myself to be human too, you know, in turn. And when I say human, I mean, not, I can't be perfect. I can't be so deep into, I can't let the pain of that experience also make me prisoner of something that I say is something that is positive. Mm, You see what I'm saying? Like you can, you can take things to an extreme where you can, you know, you have to find a balance in that. And I think I have found the balance in that. It's definitely been times where I've been afraid or like something's going on. And I'm like, damn, I don't know if I should go to the doctor. But then I go, I'm going, you know, and I remember every and every time I go, the doctor's like, oh, good for you for coming. Most people don't come like and I, and luckily it's always like, a, you know, you're you're fine. Just, you know, everything's cool. You're kind of overthinking it sometimes. And I'm like, I'd rather be overthinking it and come in then, you know, act like, oh, no, it's nothing. And then something comes from it. Um, So personally, I think that's helped me be a lot more sensitive to like my body and what I'm feeling and not being, even though I am afraid to go in, not going to lie, I still will push myself because it's like, I have to think about my friends and my family, you know, and making sure 
I don't want them mad at me or just like, why didn't you go in, you know? And especially with the information you have now, I don't want my friend's life. I want my friend to continue to be an inspiration in my life and push me. And the other part of that is um, we have done events in his name that are, have mm. been, you know, getting awareness out, you know, doing like blood pressure checks and things of that nature, like trying to, you know, doing um cancer walks. We've done a few of those and we're actually doing an event on November 11th called the Black Astronaut Experience, where wow. we're going to be memorializing him in, in, a, in conjunction with my book, Black Astronaut, and having like an art exhibit. And there's also going to be a forum about, you know, following your dreams and trusting who you are, which is a big part of who he was and is in our lives today. And of that event, they're also going, there's going to be a, a, a um, health talk and, you know, giving people information to continue to make sure people are, you know, cognizant of what's going on out here and doing the best we all can to be healthy. So yeah, definitely he's, that experience has definitely um, impacted me in more ways than one for sure. I love that. And thank you so much for sharing that. And um, kudos to you for going on the walks and putting together a forum where people could come to get educated as well as inspired to really take their health seriously. Because I tell people, if you have this wealth, what good is having wealth if you don't have quality help for you to Mm -hmm. enjoy the wealth that you have inquired? Because if if so, for me, um, no disrespect, I just think that's insanity. Um, Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, another thing too, whenever I think about freedom and finding your voice and discovering, you know, who you are, I think your name has a big part of that too. Like to understand Mm. the meaning behind your name and some people who have certain meanings behind their names that they don't like or condone because you can't help what your parents name, name you. They change their name because a name is a big part of who you are. So with your name being Kamal, um, how how is your name significant and how does that help you be a trailblazer? See, I knew I liked you. I knew that I liked you. I saw a couple of your episodes before I emailed you and reached out. I knew there was something special about you, man. You, I was like, no, something, her intellect is like amazing. I, so anyway, that's like one of my favorite questions. Like you don't know what you just, that's a, I, I'm, thank you for that question. I always ask people that question because I believe exactly what you just said. But, um, so my name means perfection. Uh, it's Arabic um, in terms of it's where it comes from. And it means perfection and also lotus flower. Um, and in Arabic culture or is it Hindi? Hindi culture, the lotus flower is like basically the same, not the same, but very similar to what the cross means in Christianity, that lotus flower represents in Buddhism. I can never say that word right, but (laughs) I don't even want to try Buddhist vibes. I'll leave it like that, right? So, uh, um, but yeah, so that's my name meaning. And I remember um, growing up, I had one of those names, Kamal. And, you know, growing up, you get the jokes. So camel, camel. Or, you know, a lot of people would call me um, or Jamal for some reason. For some reason, the default name is Jamal. I don't know why. I could tell someone, hey, my name is Kamal. They go, oh, hey, Jamal. I don't know why Jamal is the one that gets the, the light, but whatever. Um, so my name is Kamal. So I had a lot of issues with it growing up in terms of like, man, I want a normal, more normal name. And I hate that every time I say my name, it's like, how do I say it? How do I say it? How do I say it? And it's like got so annoying. Um, but then as I got older, you know, and I started re- you know, appreciating the meaning of it and the reason why I was named that, you know, I so I'm so thankful for my name. Like it, it it's a part of who I am. Um, the meaning is a little much like I'm not perfection by any means, you know, but like 
I do think is is dope though, <laughs> you know. So, um, but I, I I just more so just really like that. I feel like my name is is uniquely me, and it just it feels like me. And I think, um, you know, I, and I I just and I ultimately do agree with you about the power of a name and like you understanding. I think it's it's connected to everything we're talking about in terms of your voice, understanding yourself, and sometimes you know I I can't tell anyone that they should or should not change their name because I don't know what the intention was behind them being named that you know because that there that's there's a truth in that. But there also is sometimes I found similar to what I'm saying about me not liking my name at first. Sometimes it's like you have to like make peace with certain things. And once you make that peace, you might be surprised what you might find on the other side of it. Sometimes we we scrap things without understanding that there's other ways we can see it. And in seeing something else, like if I would have changed my name, you know, like what would you know, and I just went for something and didn't really understand the power, you know, like, I think it helps me out in so many ways having my name. So to answer your question, yeah, I, I agree. And my name means perfection. Oh, and thank you so much for sharing it. And for those of you who don't know the meaning behind your name, I would definitely challenge you to go look it up. And if you're not aware, ask your parents if they're still living, why did they name you that? Like for me, um, me being a first time mom, is I was very intentional on what my husband and I named our daughter and we researched names and names and names. And I wanted something to flow and I wanted it to have like a biblical meaning behind it. But I also wanted whenever my daughter grows up and she says, this is my name, I wanted her to say, and this is what my name means because I didn't mm. want to just pull out anything um, behind mm. it, especially with me being, you know, um, Afro-Latina, my dad was from Curacao, my mom is West Indian, but then my husband is, you know, American. I wanted us to really bring into bring into that cultural awareness too, mm. and et cetera. And I think that's a big part of identity. And when you know mm. your identity, you're you're also rooting in um your voice and your your purpose and your existence. Because a lot of times people forget who they are. And I tell people never forget who you are or forget where you come from, because that is something that somebody cannot take away from you. Facts. I know uh, one thing I've been to Carousel, amazing, amazing place, had a great time. Phenomenal. Um, and also I wanted to share, you know, one thing my mom used to tell me, you, you, you remind me of a lot of amazing people I know. Um, and my mom used to say this to me when I had my rebellious stage, which was like <laughs> from like I would say sixteen to twenty five. I would say that that was it was it was crazy. It was crazy, you know. And um, my mom would always be trying to like continue to give me information and like try to put me on the right path and try to help me with like my friends and the bad ones and the good ones and these these girls and all these distractions and distractions 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 right. And she would be like, always, especially when I was at my lowest points, I'm like angry, confused, not knowing where I'm going, sad. She would always say, you just don't know who you are yet. She would always say that to me. And I would be getting mad at her because I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, and she was just like, you just don't know who you are. And, you know, that finally started clicking around that time. I told you, like, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. I'm oh, sorry. Um, I, I that finally started clicking around like 20 like that 27 mark that I was telling you about like and I really understood what she meant when she kept saying it and it's like and I and I think that's something again for everyone else like listening like we're and we're all in this together I'm not talking at anyone but like there is power 
and you know reclaiming and understanding like who you are and the intentions behind you and intentions like why you are here you know because mm -hmm. we can let these things outside of us dictate how we feel about ourselves and that's not the way it's supposed to be we're supposed to dictate how we feel about what we're doing and we dictate where we go we dictate our community and what we choose to put our energy into no one is making us do anything especially as adults and you know we all have to go through those periods where we don't know and it's confusing and someone's saying you don't know who you are you're like what the, what are you talking about you know like <laughs> that's a part of it like that's nothing's wrong with that you don't need to like give up now it's like you know just take your time and start where you are like i think it's a process but it's like every small moment of like, okay, just chipping away at it, like one brick at a time, like one book at a time, one question, one, one podcast episode, you know, one movie that might actually bring some, some knowledge or information or self understanding, you know, stuff like that. Like eat, pray, love, for example, amazing <laughs> movie, you know, like find stuff. And I, and I, and that's how I kind of figured it out. Like going towards stuff like that. Movies was my outlet movies, books, um, interviews, it really helped me kind of get my life together in a, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much for sharing that because I like the fact that your mom said, you just don't know who you are yet. And the yeah, fact that she yeah. said who you are, because sometimes growing up, people ask, Hey, what do you want to be when, when you grow up? And mm -hmm. I think whenever they ask you that question, it's a question that is defining you and placing limitations on you. But whenever people exactly. ask you that, just start, start saying, Hey, who I want to be is da da da. But I know our time is coming um, close. So I want to start winding down by um, jumping to our call to action. But before we do, I want you to tell somebody listening in, how can they find their voice? Give them like two tips. Two tips. Now, I'm a, I talk weird, so this might not be so linear, but um, I would say find out what you do naturally, like what you love to do naturally. And don't think about the audience. Don't think about, oh my God, would people care that I do this? Like if you cook well, you, that's something to think about if you're like me and you take pictures and you don't think about being an artist but you just have a natural love for pictures and going to movies and stuff of that nature like whatever investigate yourself basically like figure out like what you naturally like to do and if nothing is yeah. there then that's the opening for you to find out what you like like explore go out there like see try different things and see what sticks what naturally feels right to you and I think and doing that, you'll be surprised because what I think naturally what happens in terms of success as it relates to even outside of career, but just as a person, you know, it's often the things that we do naturally that give that take us the furthest. It's mm -hmm. not this like, it might be a struggle to get skilled in your talent. Now, don't get me wrong. You might have talent, but getting skilled in it, that's the journey. But to have the, the, the talent in itself, normally that's the thing that people can do to like a level of like whoa how did you get there because when the talent is there and you can match that with like being disciplined and finding your skill at that it's like nothing can stop you like there's nothing because you have it and when you have it there's no room you'll go into that will make you feel bad about because you know who you are you know what you can do this is what you do if i if you put me in a room and you're talking about numbers or something like that i'm not your guy i'm not going to go in there I'm not going to act like I know what I'm talking about. I'm going to be like a, a fly on the wall and I'm going to shrivel. Put me in any room and we talk about visuals, creative, art, uh, more so in terms of photography and media, movie stuff like that, writing. I'm in there. I might not be an a-hole and be acting like I know it all, but I'm confident in my space in that room. So I think 
those are the two things like investigate yourself see what you do naturally and don't look down on that don't think that's something that can't become a career can't become an outlet can't become a new freedom space for you to grow and just explore more about yourself and then in that don't be afraid to go from talented to skilled like mm -hmm. really take it seriously don't um treat it like oh i'm just cool at it so i do it once every week i do it once every month I, and people are like yo this is great and you just kind of go no nah, i'm not ready yeah but like no like own it if people are telling you you're doing something that they see is like a light do you know how many people like are trying to sell things with no talent like let me not say talent <laughs> let me not say that um but do you know how hard it is to get someone to pay attention to stuff that you're creating I think people don't understand how difficult it is to make something that someone else notices and they're actually interested in. So if you have that, like, yo, that's a gift. Like, don't take that for granted. Um, and if you're in that space already, ask yourself, how can I become more skilled at this? What can I do to sharpen my craft? What can I do to go deeper into my talents, even if it means going backwards and learning and, you know, finding older people that have done this for a long time mm -hmm. and seeing what they did and I think that's another big part of our culture, not wanting nowadays, it's not going backwards and learning from the OGs, I would like to call it. Like we want to be the king of the kings and queens of the castle, but we don't want to sit back and like actually listen to other people that have done it already, you know? So I think that's the answer to the question. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. And Kamal, <laughs> how can they connect with you to learn more? What's your website? Um, I am Kamal X, Kamal spelled K-A-M-A-L and just a regular X.com. My Instagram is the same thing. I am Kamal X and my book, Black Astronaut, which is, man, I can't, you guys should check it out. It's amazing. It comes out. I'm not sure when this episode comes out, but it comes out October 24th. This is like all my blood, sweat and tears. All the conversation we just shared in this, con in this conversation is rooted in that book. I never put so much of myself into one project in my life. And that's available on Amazon. If you search Black Astronaut, it'll pop up. You'll see me with a book with a big, big yellow X on it. And you can't miss it. Um, and yeah, that's how you can connect. And please feel free to connect with me. I'm so open. Like I'm I'm very open to conversations and working together. I truly believe we are in this together. So never feel bashful about reaching out or even giving me some suggestions. I'm open. I'm open. We're in this together. I love it. And thank you so much, Kamal, for just coming on Gems Podcast and just sharing with the audience today about finding um, their voice, finding their freedom, and just liberating who they are in a bigger and better way. Because like you said, it does take all of us coming together to make this world a better place. So y'all, I can I continue to encourage you to create synergies to go beyond the ordinary, to be extraordinary, and to not allow your limitations or limiting beliefs to hold you in a holding pattern from being who you were created and destined to be. Each one of you were created for a purpose, on purpose, so I need you to walk into ownership knowing who you are today and how you're going to show up in the world today, tomorrow, and future generations to come because there's a legacy that you are supposed to leave behind. Mm -hmm. So make sure you don't mm -hmm. skimp on yourself because you are trying to appease someone else who was not created to be the one to validate you. Mm -hmm. So I hope that encourages you. I'm signing out with peace, love, 
and lots of blessings. Make sure you like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast. And for those of you that are interested to be a paid brand sponsor, all of my contact information along with Kamal's will be in the show notes. So get at me, signing out, Genesis Amaris Kemp and Kamal X. Peace.